With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Well, we weren't prepared to do a Sunday edition of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, but how about this baseball team? They are going to the ALDS. They've disposed of the Tampa Bay Rays. It's Matt and Todd with you. Special Sunday edition. Special ALDS edition, Mr. Dairy, that uh, you were there yesterday for 15 innings. This team is unbelievable. Uh, they've scored three runs in two games, yet they won them both. And uh, here we are, heading to New York to face the Yankees on Tuesday. Thanks to the Evergreen Podcast Network, waitingfornextyear.com. It is a playoff edition of the Guardians, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. What's up, brother? What's up? Nothing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> let, me, let me just say this. First of all, props to... Cousin Debbie for being super cool about the fact that I was an hour late to her twins bat mitzvah, gave me the oh. okay, said it was super cool. You're, you're, diving, you're deserved, diving right into this, aren't you? Well, listen, she deserves a ton of credit with the preemptive strike ahead of time. She texted me early last week and said, I know how important these games are to you, and I know how much you love the Guardians. So if you got to miss stuff because of the games, I totally get it. I'm cool with it. Go Guardians. And uh, which was amazing. So shouts to her. No shouts to my mother and your mother who was playing major guilt on me all week or for a couple months. <laughs> I, I, I can't topic. believe where this is. This is this is. Let's just jump right into it. This so is no, high, in all ser- this yes. is high and inside. Wow. So here. So here. I yesterday was. <laughs> Being at that stadium yesterday for those 15 innings was so grueling and such torture because you were living and dying with every pitch. Both pitching staffs just were so incredible. I mean, we're, I'll tell you this. I mean, it ended up being 0-0, but Tyler Glass now was so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he we, we were not touching him. Like, no. when he came out of the game, I looked at uh, – uh, with uh, Jeremy, who I was with, not the executive producer, but Jeremy Bilski, and I, who I was with, and I said, I, thank God this guy is out of the game because I, I don't know if we were going to get another hit. The at-bats against him were so feeble. But on the other side of it, Tristan McKenzie was even better. Jeremy said to me during the game, and I didn't realize it at the time, he had like seven, at the time he brought it up, he had struck out seven, Straw had five putouts and Quan had one putout. The first, Josh Naylor did not catch a ball or the infield did not get a ground ball, I think until the sixth or seventh inning. He was that good. It was either pop outs to the outfield or strikeouts. I mean, I think it was great pitching, but just from, from a pure 
fan standpoint, I, I'm just emotionally and physically drained after that. It was the highs and the lows and the sixth inning and the you know the walk off homer and you know it just felt like that game was never going to end. But it, it just it, an incredible experience. No two ways about it. I'm so glad that I was there this weekend. The crowds were great. The fans were into it. And I'm just super, super proud of this group. And here we are, final four of the American League. And uh, as Tom Hamilton said, hello, New York. Well, I mean, first off, Oscar Gonzalez in the 15th inning taking Corey Kluber deep. There were so many things that were a part of that. You're talking about a rookie that, that nobody expected to even be up this year. Some did, but when he was kind of left off the 40-man and available, I mean, nobody expected this SpongeBob craze to hit what it's hit. Then you've got the Kluber factor. He comes into the game. You know, you're texting me, Kluber's coming in, and I said good. And the reason I said good was because he just is not the same guy. And he he'll hang he'll hang a few. And it took a little time because Kluber looked like Kluber the first two innings. But then the third inning, you know, just to hang, the old hang and bang as, uh, as Oscar hit it to left field. Like I said, to score three runs in two games, really not get much from your offense. Andres Jimenez for the two games looked like a mess. Same with Quan. Um, but yet they found a way to win. They catch the baseball, the play by Jose to go into foul territory, to throw it across his body, the nailer scoop and stretch. In the sun, that's not an easy play to make late in the afternoon with that sun kind of, you know, in the eyes of the first yeah. baseman. Those are the kind of plays that are big time. And New York doesn't know what's coming. They don't know what's coming. We're we're, we're, we're a fucking steamroll engine right now. We are. We haven't even scored runs yet, but this bullpen is pitching lights out. And I, I think the people of New York and Yankee fans, and I'm not making predictions here and I'm not calling for sweeps or say, oh, we got this. That's not true. The Yankees are really good. But I think people will 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 not pick us. I think folks will say, well, the offense just isn't good enough. They had to squeak by a raised team that, you know, had the most injuries of any team in the league. But you look up and go, wow, Astros, Mariners, who who they're big time. The Yankees, who, you know, they've got Aaron Judge and Stanton and that huge payroll and and their pitching staff's good, Garrett Cole, and then, you know, little Cleveland. So keep playing. You know, if the national people want to keep playing that card, they can play it. But I think that uh, the Guardians can hit much better than they did, in, obviously, uh, in this series. And I'm excited to see what happens. By the way, can we get that Jason Adam guy from the Rays to come and be on our team? <laughs> He's filthy. He's filthy. You know, I saw uh, our own Craig Lindell actually mentioned this uh, on Twitter this morning. Uh, he brought up a very good point. Had we gone on and lost that game, that Pete Fairbanks phantom injury really would have been something that we talked about. I mean, listen, he, he, I don't think he was faking it, but the point is, for people that don't know, when a relief pitcher comes in, he either has to be a pitching, either has to face three batters or finish the inning. So, for example, if there's two outs and a guy comes in, he only needs to get one out. But you have to face three guys and he started the inning right and he had only faced the two batters and and so adam had to come in after fairbanks couldn't find the the the, the plates and he was looking at his finger and then the sixth inning you know adam comes in he immediately hits on that we got the bases loaded and no one out for jose and naylor and worst case scenario happens strikeout double play and adam got out of it and then the next inning adam was even better and uh 
yeah, that guy's a beast. But but we would be looking back on that injury and going, is this the most Cleveland thing of all time? The fake injury, and then they bring in a guy, and this happens. But but yeah, but that sixth inning, uh, and then to think about that that happened in the sixth, and the game was flying by at that point, just like Friday's game. Right. Then you, then then you play a full nine and more then we nine more innings. Nine more, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nine more innings after that. They did the seventh inning stretch in the fourteenth inning. I mean, it was. What about the seventh inning flex? Remember that bit? That's right. Me and you in the upper deck. But the, the um, uh, I mean, the bottom line is, is that we could talk about the offense all day and the struggles. And look, it, it, the weather's getting a little bit colder, and obviously it was, not, you know, it was cold, dude. I gotta tell yeah. you, we were we were in the shade the entire game. It was cold i yeah. mean i i did not expect friday was cold yesterday was colder um but yeah when the you know the well the, 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 the bat you, know, you hit your hands on that that ball hits your bat and it stings your hands a lot more when it's cold what about i think it was the first at bat jose siri had on friday against bieber he crushed that ball to center and it just it died the, it died now he yeah. obviously he got the the next one but and, in, in, you know, so, yeah, you, it's going to happen. You're not going to have the ball flying out like it was two months ago. Not that the Guardians are hitting the ball <laughs> a lot of home runs, although Jose hit the biggest one on Friday and obviously Oscar hit the biggest one on Saturday. But bottom line is Shane Bieber pitched like an ace and he looked amazing. And then the bullpen did its job with Class A. And then uh, certainly yesterday, everybody pitched in, but it started with McKenzie. And that's that's how you win, man, is just you know, run prevention and – I like our pen against the Yankee pen coming up. I know the Yankee pen numbers-wise is really good, but over the last month, month and a half, some guys have kind of regressed. They've had to rely on a couple of rookies late in games. Schmidt and the, the I forgot the other guy uh, starts with an M, but the, you know I I like Marinaccio and yeah. he's on the he, they put him on the injured list. I don't know if he's going to be available for the series. I think he's not. No. Um, and, I, Cha- I do want to co- and Chapman's yeah, not ahead, and Chapman's not pitching your favorite guy, so you know, uh, yeah, he's uh, being left off the playoff roster. I, I I do want to come back to one thing and then go back to that. The, 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 you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll break it down a little bit more. But but uh, as bad as Josh Naylor was at the plate yesterday, he looked awful. And his last three at bats were really bad. Um, he made two stretches. The play that Jose did to basically save the game with the two outs, Naylor made an unbelievable stretch. And there was one other, I can't remember, but there was another stretch of a play that ended the inning that was great. Uh, if Owen Miller, if they pinch hit for Naylor in any of those instances and Owen Miller has to play first, that game's not won. No, it's exa- not. Exactly. Because Owen Miller we're, we're, is not right. making those plays at first right. you're, you're making so, You're making plans to go down there for a 4 o'clock game today. <laughs> which is not something that I was looking forward to doing and I'm glad I don't have to but uh but yeah but 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 the defense you, I got to give you credit you have been on this for 6 months this team's going to go as far as the pitching and the defense take it and yesterday was the epitome of that I, on top of Naylor Miles Straw in the 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 inning where Francisco they brought in Eli Morgan you know all these run together you know, Tito making some interesting moves going to Eli Morgan when he did, it, you know, after Sandlin, when Hengis was out there and Delo Santos was out there. And all of a sudden, yeah, he, he had Sam and Eli warming. And then, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, uh, Sandlin got hurt. So 
out from the bullpen emerges Eli. And I'm thinking to myself, what is he doing here? How can you not go to Sam? I couldn't understand how he didn't start that inning with Sam, with Sam facing Choi. Uh, he left Sandlin in there to face two left. Should make sense. Whatever. He comes out. Eli comes in. It all works out. But with two outs, when Eli came in, Francisco Mejia, our former top prospect who has now been traded twice, roped one to center. And I thought it was going in the gap. And Straw just got there. And even even when he stumbled, he still got it. But that's, but that's my point about him is he makes plays like that look so routine. Like, Kenny Lofton and Grady Sizemore made the spectacular plays in the outfield. and But their arms weren't that great. Grady's was subpar at best. Kenny's was at average. But, you know, those two got to everything. Straw has a cannon for an arm, gets to everything, and makes every play look easy. Like, when does he ever not make it look good? So, you shout, again, shout out to you about the, the pitching and the defense is how we're going to win. I still think that's, that's exactly the way how it happens. Yeah, I still yeah. think that, that that's the way that it's going to go. I mean, these young hitters are going to go through some tough stretches. I mean, Jimenez right now can't even put the ball in play. And that's yeah. okay. He's going to get there. I mean, Quan, I mean... Over six with six Ks, huh? Yeah, I mean, Stephen Kwan's a rookie. I mean, this is going to happen. Uh, the bench is all rookies, basically. You know, everyone's like, oh, pinch hit or do this or do that. It's, it's like Owen Miller's a second-year guy, and you had Arias and the other nailer on the bench. And, and I'm still I'm still surprised that Tyler, yeah. Tyler, Tyler Freeman's not there and, and Arias is. But uh, the bottom line is you, you all it took was two wins, and they got them. And they weren't easy. And you were on the edge of your seat, and yesterday was just, you know, grueling and took forever. And your story's hilarious about having to get to a bat mitzvah. But like, on the other hand, that crowd stayed. When you said oh, when when you watched the highlight fifty times, and I know Peter Gammons, Petter Gammons, uh, our guy, <laughs> uh, tweeted out that he's he's watched the video he's watched that video with Tom Hamilton's audio under it thirty times. But it's true. Like when that ball landed in the bleachers, there though that that bleachers was packed. Lower bowl was Dude. still no one left. I loved it. I loved it. Dude, I I was there. I can tell you that nobody left. I mean, truly packed. No one left. It was great. I mean, I I I, I was actually surprised because not only was it 15 innings and but it was freezing and you know. Oh, listen, I, I'm thrilled that the game was sold out. Great crowd. Everyone was into it. But you're getting a lot of casual fans at those games in the playoffs to say you were there. But but I don't care who goes. As long as there's our fans. You know, there were no Tampa fans there. There are 10 Tampa fans, you know. Uh, um, but, but the stands were full. It was great. No one left. I was very proud of the crowd. Everyone was super, super into it, which was really cool. And it was just... It, it was it, it was beautiful. It was grueling. It was frustrating. I mean, you you it, it was it was all the things yesterday. I mean, truly, truly was. And uh, I'm just so happy that I was I was there and got to create a memory with one of my closest friends. And you know, when 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 Oscar hit that home run, you know, Jer's a big time hugger. He's the the best. The running joke is he's he's the best hugger we know. He bear hugged me, and we—I'm telling you—I was—I was drawn to tears again. It was—it was just incredible. And there is—I come back to this again, and I know you agree with me. Playoff baseball over any other sport in the playoffs 
you just you're hanging on every pitch. It's so oh, intense. Yeah. And and I know and, and look, let's let's say this. I, I know that yesterday is a college football Saturday, and I get that this country is enamored with football, and obviously the NFL is king, and college is right there. But this season, I mean, can you count on one hand some good college football game that you remember watching? I mean, this season's a joke in college football. It's 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 laughable. Herb Street and or, uh, uh, Fowler and Herb Street did the Ohio State game yesterday. I mean, they played Michigan State, who's terrible. Like, Big Noon kickoff is in Bloomington. I don't even know they had a football program there. I mean, and my son goes there. So, like, it's – so I hope people watch baseball yesterday – and paid attention because you're right. These series have been interesting. And the Phillies comebacks against the Cardinals, what the Mariners did to the Blue Jays uh, tonight, Mets and Padres, pretty cool. Now, I'm not telling you to watch it over the NFL game, and, and the ratings will bear it out. I mean, the NFL will kill it. But yesterday was amazing. And it, there was some good ball being played by both teams, good defense, um, you know. And, and, yeah, not great hitting, but it was a war. And it was – Tampa Bay's damn good. They, they, the guys they were trotting out from the bullpen, we couldn't touch. You know, I was. And, it, it, I thought Cash actually did a nice job. They had, and they credit to them. They had four lefties out there, and we weren't touching their lefties. This, you know, in both games, we were not touching their lefties. And he was that Clevenger kid. I was really impressed with him. That was. He he was tough. We couldn't touch any of them. Adam was good. Uh, uh, Ray, he, Rayleigh. We Sh- yeah, Rayleigh. We couldn't even get to Sean Armstrong. That was that thought, that was disappointing. That's when I thought the game w- w- was was going to end because I saw it. I'm like, oh, Sean Armstrong. This is too good to be true. But when when Kluber came in, <laughs> I just was thinking to myself, man, this is going to be so poetic if somehow you know we walk it off against Kluber, and sure enough, we did, and. That was uh, that was one for the ages, man. I, I we haven't even talked about Friday's game, but oh my lord! I mean, the the emotional roller coaster that I, that we were all on as fans. It's just that's why playoff baseball is the king. It, it, it is. It is. It is. And, and we and, and you we see get things. To do it all again. Yeah. This week. And you see things you don't see in the regular season. I mean, number one, we're not putting any ghost runners on second base. Number Thank two. God. Here's Class A coming in. And by the way, you can get the new Class A closed T-shirt at BreakingT.com slash Dairy, D-E-R-Y. Quick plug. I know we're kind of doing this off the cuff today, not the usual uh, recording equipment. But if you go to Breaking T right now, there's going to be an Oscar Gonzalez shirt soon. Uh, the Class A shirt, Class A closed, is amazing. So go to BreakingT.com slash Dairy right now. Takes you right to the Cleveland collection and get it. There's no excuse for you not to get some of your gear yes. of your favorite players right now, especially next weekend uh, when we uh, when we host the Yankees, hopefully for two games. Uh, uh, well, no, hopefully only it's one, and we're sweeping them, baby. Uh, oh, all right. no, can, I, can I just I, – I just want to say one other thing. I went to – about breaking team. I went into the team shop yesterday uh, – Friday. I went into the team shop because Brooke and I went to the game, and we got there way early. And I was like, let's go see the team shop, what, what kind of gear, uh, playoff gear they have. All the MLB issued gear, sweatshirts are $90 and t-shirts are $50. You can get a much cooler breaking tee, class A clothes, or when you guys, I have seen the sneak preview. I actually helped design it. When you see the OG t-shirt that is going to come out, 
you will want to buy that one too. And these shirts are 25 bucks. Exactly. And, great and, price. And, great and, price. And, and they're better. And they're better. They're half the price of the shirt you're going to get at, at the at the team shop. So go to breakingtea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y, and check it out. That OG shirt should be up in the next day or so. But the Class A clothes shirt is real sweet. I can tell you that I'll be loading up uh, myself on some more Breaking Tea gear. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. You want you want some clowns uh, shirt? You want to support Jailbird Jimmy's crew? Yeah, here they we got go. Yeah, stuff. Well, they got they got Nick Chubb. We're uh, gonna shirts. we're gonna get uh, this this podcast. We're gonna send it over. I know today's a Brown Sunday, but we're gonna get this out today. So that fo- uh, the folks have it. By the way, shout out to the Center for Advanced Dentistry as well. They've been with us uh, ever since we've done this podcast. Ben Hornstein and the fine staff. Center for Advanced Dentistry at CFAD.net. Uh, Matt and Todd with you after the Guardians take care of the Rays. Sweeping this wild card best of three series. First, what, playoff series win we've had since, uh, what was that, 17? That would be 2016, my friend. 16? Have we lost them all since the... Uh, nope. We, lo- Since we, we lost knocked off the, the Jays. <laughs> we lost to the Yankees three to you know choked away that that lead. Lost to the Yankees. Yeah, and, then, they, then, the Astros, then the Astros. Then yeah. the Astros. Then the Yankees again. So it's time. It's time. It was What's nice. so amazing about this is this was the first series clinching win inside of Jacobs Field since the 1997 ALDS against. The New York Yankees. Yeah. So there's a there there's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, uh, you, you know, just just looking back at, at at the history of this franchise and and uh, I, I really think you know that that people in the city are really starting to take notice. Uh, it's it, you know we we talked about the the the, the idiots who jump shit because of the name change well they're and, still they're you know, still out there i mean i got i got texts the other day from people saying oh, i see empty seats in the upper deck on friday i said yeah not a surprise it, I said, it we, was friday at noon you know a lot of people yeah work. i mean i think no, that i no, think no. i think that there's still a, a handful of fans unfortunately that have not come back and are still anti-name and that's hurt us it just has but they'll be back now i guess I guess I'll, but let's. I'm, I'm choosing to stay positive. Yeah, here, let's please. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, here. Yeah, good. The three Friday Friday's crowd was also great. Um, uh, I I I went with Brooke, and we were we were down there early. It was great. Everyone was super excited. I I sat so with with our group. You know, I'm every other game in our seats, and then I have seats eight rows behind. I have two others eight rows behind where we are. Great view. I had these two guys behind me who were 100% real diehard fans, knew their stuff. It was like, it, was, it would have been like talking to you during a game. These guys were awesome. That's good. And, and, and so it was great to, you know, have knowledgeable fans around me. And, 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 but everybody was super, super into it. The crowds were great. And the Friday game, which we didn't, you know, talk about, got to give major, major props to the three stars who all delivered Shane Bieber, who pitched seven and two thirds of three hit baseball. You know, uh, uh, he had the one mistake was the solo homer to Siri. Other than that, this was redemption for the 2020 bad start in the playoffs against the Yankees. He looked like ace Shane Bieber, Cy Young award winner. And this was the guy, you know, that, that we had to have. And he came out and he delivered. And then Jose Ramirez, your star bat, 
after they were down one nothing, came up, hit the two-run homer to give them the lead and the only two runs, which ended up being the, the win. And then Emmanuel Class A. I, I texted you during the game because I, you know, I was there. You and the executive producer, I texted you guys, and I said, how many times when they brought him out in the eighth with two outs, I said, how many times has he pitched more than an inning this year? And you texted me back, zero. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, what are we doing? Yeah, four out, four out stay for the first time all year. Yeah. Which, is the, beauty of, which is the beauty of playoff baseball. Yep, and he threw 11 pitches, so he was ready for the next day. And as you and I discussed and the executive producer on the text, because Bieber gave you such a strong start and Class A only threw the 11 pitches and they went right from Bieber to Class A, you had fresh 99, fresh Stefan, fresh Big Sam, uh, uh, fresh Sandlin. And this all came into play yesterday because Big Sam, shout out to him, three scoreless innings. Yeah. To, to win that game. And I I think he was coming back for a fourth. He had only th- thrown 30 pitches, and there was no one warming up in the bullpen. So I think he was coming in if they, if, if they wouldn't have walked it off. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. He, he was awesome, and he got out of that jam, the, the first and third, and then he just went to the curveball against Mejia and Siri and that 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 Hentges uh, 12-6 curveball coming from the left side is uh, is deadly right now. And, you know, you look ahead and you go, all right, how are they going to handle things with New York? And obviously the Yankees have been kind of this way for a while, kind of right-handed heavy. And here, you know, we're going in with Quantrill in game one and Bieber back in game two, Tuesday, Thursday this week. And then obviously McKenzie. So you're, you're talking three righties. They'll counter with Cole. You know, Cortez is going to eat us alive. He's usually pretty good. Severino, if he's not, you know, injured getting in the cab on the way to the uh, stadium. And then, um, tie-on so the Yankees have a good staff I mean but but and everyone's going to talk about Aaron Judge and the home runs and you know the 62 and everything else and they'll get all the fanfare because they always do and they're good but I like our pen against theirs and I like our manager against theirs absolutely um it's going to be a great series um I just you know the, the only thing that makes me nervous is I hope that we hit enough now we're not going to see the level of pitching that we saw. I mean, obviously Garrett Cole, but we're not going to see the level of pitching that we just saw in that series. Also, I think something that's going to go undersold is they just played in two crazy intense playoff games. So they can't go, they can't say that they crumbled under pressure because they just played in two insanely intense games. So they're ready. Now you look at the Yankees roster and how it is in their bullpen right now. So Clay Holmes was closing for, you know, most of the year, but he got hurt. He was hurt down the stretch. They are just now, I was just reading up, he will be on the ALDS roster, but he hasn't pitched in a couple weeks. They got Scott Evros, the pride of Twinsburg, Ohio, might I add. Ah, I don't know if you knew the that. Form of the former and, Cub. And, an, and an MOT on top of it. Uh, um, he is a key setup man for them. And then they also... Uh, have been using a lot. Well, another guy who's not going to be pitching for them. Uh, two guys, Zach Britton. They brought back. They were planning on using him in, in after sitting out all year. I think he made two appearances, hurt his elbow again. He's out, um, so you don't have to worry about him. And then who was there? Was one other guy who was injured? Now I can't remember who it was. Mike, Michael uh, King. Well, my, they don't have Michael King who dominated us, but he he's been out for a while. Yeah, Aroldis Chapman. If you haven't heard missed a mandatory workout 
And uh, yes, was it yesterday or yes, today? Yes, it was yesterday. Workout. And Aaron Boone announced today, Sunday, that he's leaving Chapman off of the playoff roster. So you're going to be looking at you know, Jonathan Loizaga, who was once good and isn't. You know, Chad Green's injured. They don't have him anymore. You're really looking at Miguel Castro and Efros and, you know, uh, Clay Holmes, Lucas Lutke, you know, guys like this, Wandy Peralta. You know, it's 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 not a lot of big names. They did get Lou Trevino from from Oakland, who's been good, and then this kid Greg Weiser, who was their AAA closer, and that they brought up. Uh, but this isn't this isn't a powerful pen. I mean, you remember yeah. years past when it was like, oh yeah, they were throwing Chapman and Green and Tommy Canely and and, and uh, um, one other guy and, and the Weisica when he was good, and these guys would dominate us, and we couldn't touch them. It's not going to be the case here. No, so. no, I think we have the advantage there. And uh, Loizaga, infamous for in the one-game wild card uh, in, with no fans in the stands, yes. Jordan Luplo uh, took him wall took him wall ball. Yes, he <laughs> did. That was the old Sandy, what are you doing? How are you pinch-hitting? Not pinch-hitting for him. Righty-righty, and everyone was lighting Sandy up. And then, and then he hit that, yeah. uh, what was it, a bases-clearing double or something? Yeah. The, the other thing with the Yankees, they're also banged up on the position player side. Uh, we will not be seeing Andrew Benintendi. He just had hand surgery. DJ LeMahieu, we still don't know. He's coming off a toe injury. We still don't know, if, he, uh, uh, as of today, if he's going to be active. I guess they're going to be activating Matt Carpenter, who had a huge series here. Um, he, but, he, always, you know, he killed us when he, in interleague with the Cardinals. Yes, he did. But but it's, it's going to be a very interesting series and all comes back to the subplot of all subplots, which was back in, I believe it was either late April or early May, the incident that happened with the fans oh God. taunting I Stephen didn't... Kwan and Miles Straw climbing the fence with Oscar Mercado. And there's the famous picture of him on the fence. And then the team went out and they all walked kind of arm in arm back from the, and, and it was kind of like a galvanizing moment for that team, for that group. And you could see it in the celebrations yesterday and the celebration after they won and clinched the division. This team is so close. They are. They are such a tight-knit group. And it's just that there's something to be said about it. And that's that can't go undersold, in my opinion. No. And, uh, I, you, God, you bringing that up, the whole Mercado thing, I, I completely forgot about that back in the early early in the season. And they dominated yeah. they dominated yeah. us in that series, and, and Classe blew the game. And But this is a different team now. And you're right. They just went through a huge experience this last series and having to play a pretty darn good Rays team. And I know that Rays offense is not very good. And, and we, draw the, we drew the good straw in getting them and not Seattle, who – you know, yesterday just mashed on that Toronto bullpen. So we'll see. I mean, no one, no one's going to pick us. No one's going to know a lot of the players' names nationally. And Oscar Gonzalez has obviously made a name for himself. But uh, bottom line is, there's no pressure on these guys, and they play well on the road. You know, I was worried about start playing a a, a wild card series at home because I I think I, I like the Guardians on the road. I do, and I think that they can handle it. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they pitch Judge and whether he'll get anything to hit and if guys are pitching around him then the crowd in New York gets into it and that's a, whether you hate Yankee fans or not or hate that whole thing, scene they're into it they love their team so um, it's going to make for an interesting backdrop I hate this Tuesday Thursday stuff 
let's Me play too. let's Sucks. play let's play games there's no tra- i mean tuesday thursday saturday with only one travel uh, situation is dumb to me, you know, but I guess TBS and they're doing an exclusive Wednesday Fox window with the end, the national league series, but the games will be on TBS. I don't know if we're getting Bob Costas or we're getting Brian Anderson, but it's going to be one of those two, I think. So, and also it's going to be interesting because the Mets are also, you got the Mets and the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers are when, when they play, I'm sure they'll put it late, but with the Mets and the Dodgers and the Braves, you know, all big markets. I mean, you know, the Braves are kind of a big, you know, they're, they're the team of the South, essentially. You know, you and I grew up, we watched a ton of Braves games because they were always on TBS. And, you know, uh, so so the Braves are a big brand, too. Uh, the brand? That, what about the brand? The, I know I know it's the Yankees, so it's probably going to be... Uh, uh, eight o'clock you know, starts. Eight o'clock start times, but... It's also possible that they'll throw a four o'clock in there with the Yankees and put the Mets at eight. One of the, you know, one of the five games. I, I, I you know, they're, they're, the Mets are still in New York, so who knows? But I would it's anticipate possible, but... eight p.m. Eastern starts for all five games, or four out of the five at a minimum. So uh, prepare to be up late, kids. Yeah, that's how it. You know, and you, and you all, all those who complained about the, they put us at noon. They don't respect us. Yeah, of course they don't. That's how it works. Now the small yeah. markets, the small market teams. No one, yeah, no one, no one naturally are, are going to be put right. in the worst time slots. It's right. always been that way, and will be that way until the end of time. <laughs> right. Somebody, so, and I know somebody I that's very, care. I know somebody that's very, very old school that has like three channels, including ESPN. They're like, wait a minute, we're on ESPN two on Saturday. I said, yeah, we're, we're not going to get taken off the air for LSU. Uh, they're they're going to put LSU Tennessee college football ahead of us. That's just how it goes. Yeah, and more people would watch LSU Tennessee. That's the truth. Right. As much as you and I love baseball, that that that's how that's just how it is. I mean, exactly. It, so. But whatever. You know what? I don't give a fuck because we won. Oh, hey. And when we win games, they could put us on you know streaming, you know, on Amazon. I I don't care. I just as long as we win, doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter to me. All right. Well, we're going to be back next week. Uh, we had to do this on a Sunday. I'm going to uh, uh, st- edit this thing right now and send it over. And then I'm going to go watch Jose Ramirez's home run from Friday again, like on the 10 different angles. The Guardians oh. have done a great job with some of their in-house oh, videos. So good. They really have. Did you see, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the DJ at the stadium, Nick Gambone, who's great, by the way, if you love old school, he's a he's like a favorite of uh, both. He's a favorite of both Andre Nade and Zach Mizell. And me, <laughs> he's great. But uh, he put out a video. He retweeted a video that I just retweeted as well. Someone from outside the stadium recorded the firework, like when the ball went over the fence, the fireworks, and then the crowd noise. It's it's basically like it was taken from the parking garage across. Oh, the street okay. Oh, I gotta check that out. Oh, it's really great. All of a sudden, you hear the fireworks and you hear this. Yeah, it's, they did. You're right. They had so many good angles. There was so much to watch. I would gather that I will watch. This This will be the new Rajay home run. This will be the new, uh, uh, you know, the Remy Martin three and the Jalen Wilson and one for me. I think I'm going to be watching that pretty much on every single day. What about the Nake, what about the Nake one inside the Parker in 16? Come on now. I've, I've watched that many times too. Oh, but yeah. That's not on the. That wasn't a playoff. That was Matt. Under, know, that was just, Matt Underwood's best call ever. Oh, I, 
absolutely. He was that was a great call. Over under over you, under on the number of times that Matt Underwood on the Bally Sports Ohio pregame show on Tuesday night <laughs> says the words big and apple. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. We love we love because, Matt. We love Matt. Well, come on, Matt he's, Matt he's a good dude. No, but but uh in all seriousness, uh when I when I got to share that Rajay Davis homer with you, and it was such a great moment. This is why these moments you remember these things, and that moment you and I will share forever. And yesterday, me and my boy Jeremy with this giant embrace and jumping up and down after that home run went over the fence, after sitting in that stadium for so long, up and down. It was just great. Playoff baseball rules. And uh, one last shout out last night at the at the bar mitzvah, my boy Jeff Langer who I haven't seen in a long time, came up to me and said, I listen to you and your brother every week. You guys are awesome. Nice. Keep up the good work. So nice. I well, love hearing I love hearing that. And and, and uh, so I appreciate it. And we appreciate all of the listeners and all the people that reach out to us on Twitter, especially after we won the division. You and I were getting people just going, I can't wait for your playoff yep, episodes. Yep. I'm so happy for you. Like people treat, it's so funny. Around here, I'm sure it's the same way with you. I'm like everyone's guardians guy. So like people like will text me when we win the division or we win a playoff game. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Like I'm on the team or something. (laughs) I put my phone down. I put my phone down for five, like five minutes yesterday (laughs) after the game. And, uh, yeah, I looked back up at it, and it was like 70 texts. And it, it, it wasn't just you. It wasn't just you and the EP. I mean, this was like randoms that I haven't heard from. Uh, Tom Mazaway, Yankee, Mets, New York fan, the great Maz, was like, all right, see you in the next oh. round. It's like, you know, and these are people I don't really talk to that as much anymore. And it was like, oh, geez, you know, it was, they were coming out of the woodwork, you know. That's good. Yeah. Uh, listen, I love that. I love that. And everyone you listen. Know, they know. It's, it's – yeah, I mean, you, you, if you listen to this podcast, you know, you know how we, how passionate we are about this team, and and you know we we this is our this is our squad. This is our number one. Uh, we we don't miss we don't miss games. We we make it happen, and you know it's when you get into October, these things just it just feels it just feels so massive and so big, and it just. The, it just the way it changes your mood. I mean, if I would have had to go to this bot mitzvah last night after a crushing loss in like sixteen innings, I would have been a miserable fuck. Last yeah. night I was everyone's best friend. There would have um, been some dead, but <laughs> there would have been some dead bodies at that thing after it was over. <laughs> oh, there probably only would have been one. But, uh... <laughs> no names, please. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for the uh, first installment of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast in the postseason for 2022. We'll be back next week. Um, Again, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, with Saturday and Sunday in Cleveland. Guardians and Yankees. Here we go again, right? So let's fill that stadium next weekend with our fans and not theirs. And uh, we are out of room and out of here. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. 
Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.